it hasn't been an issue for us in our many years of living tiny. There's one RV park that turned us away like three years ago in Portland of all places, which is one of the, the most tiny friendly places now. Welcome to the Tiny House Lifestyle Podcast, the show where you learn how to plan, build, and live the tiny lifestyle. I'm your host, Ethan Waldman, and this is episode 177 with Alexis Stevens and Christian Parsons of Tiny House Expedition. Alexis and Christian are returning to the show. They were actually episode 12, and so much has happened since they've last been on. For one thing, they have actually been staying put in their tiny house for the last two years. And they are about to publish a new book, The Beginner's Guide to Tiny Houses. In this interview, we will catch up, learn about the new book and other projects that they're working on, and also talk about some of the exciting things that have been happening on the legalization front in 2021 for the tiny house movement. This is a really wide-ranging interview. Their bio says that they are like encyclopedias, and I can't agree more. They are like friendly, personable encyclopedias who know just about everything about the tiny house movement and what's happening. So definitely stick around. But before we get started, did you know that I personally send tiny house newsletter every week on Tuesdays? It's called Tiny Tuesdays, and it's a weekly email with tiny house news, interviews, photos, and resources. It's free to subscribe, and I even share sneak peeks of things that are coming up, ask for feedback about upcoming podcast guests, and more. It's really the best place to keep a pulse on what I'm doing in the tiny house space and also stay informed of what's going on in the tiny house movement. To sign up, go to thetinyhouse.net slash newsletter, where you can sign up for the Tiny Tuesdays newsletter. And of course, you can unsubscribe at any time. I will never send you spam. And if you ever don't want to receive emails, it's easy to unsubscribe. So again, that's thetinyhouse.net slash newsletter. Thanks, and I hope you enjoy next week's Tiny Tuesdays newsletter. All right, I am here with Alexis Stevens and Christian Parson of Tiny House Expedition. Alexis and Christian transitioned into their DIY tiny home in 2015 and their lives have become enriched in every way possible, leading to an adventure of a lifetime. Through their extensive experience researching and documenting the tiny living movement, they've practically become tiny house encyclopedias. Their true passion is connecting people with the resources, inspiration, and connections they need to pursue their tiny home dreams. Alexis and Christian, welcome to the show. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having me. Great. You're welcome. And well, welcome back to the show. You were episode 12. Wow. And now we're into the 170s, I think. Oh, wow. So um, always love to have return guests because it means you're still doing what you're doing and, and helping people and, and kind of living the tiny dream. Yeah, thanks. I It's so crazy how many episodes you've done, which... I, I love that so much because some of our favorite tiny people end up on your show. Oh, thank you. Well, I've, I, I think many of them were your suggestions at one point or the other. So always keep them coming. And, um, <laughs> now I want to kind of catch up cause we got, we have a lot to talk about. We have your new book, we have your shuttle bus, which you just dropped on me 
while we were while we were talking before we started recording. But um, I just want to kind of start because, you know, episode 12, that would put us into, I think that was probably the late spring or early summer of 18. Um, so maybe could you catch, could you catch us all up on what you've been up to since then in, in your tiny house life? Uh, not much. <laughs> <laughs> like so much. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Wow. 2018 was a really big year. We were traveling like crazy with the tiny house back then. And, uh, I, I guess now fall of 2019, we decided to try out home basing with our tiny house in central Oregon, which we fell in love with and kept finding ourselves coming back or looking for opportunities to come back. And so we said, well, maybe we should try this out. And uh, it's been fantastic. And we've had a really great run in a backyard, family backyard, which has been lovely. And so our idea was, okay, you know, we love traveling, we love experiencing the movement up close and personal, but what's a way to do that that's maybe less gas mileage? <laughs> yeah. It also gives us a, you know, a little bit more feeling of roots, you know, after being nomads for four and a half years, we were really desiring to have a little bit more connection with a single place. And so now we travel about three months out of the year. Mm-hmm. First with their Honda Element, which we turned into a camper, or I should say Christian turned into. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, uh, yeah. So it turns our Honda Element into a camper and we drove it for three months and it was a little tight because it was us two and our puppy dog and it was, it was pretty tight. So (laughs) with all the camera gear, like Tetris. Yeah. Yeah. So randomly one day when we were walking through our neighborhood noticed the shuttle bus was parked up up the street at our neighbor's house and asked him about it and then totally forgot about it you know and six months later i decided to ask them if they'd be into selling it and sure enough they would they they were and so we bought it and so now we are proud owners of a (laughs) like a 23 foot 24 foot shuttle bus 2000 what was it 2003? Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's rustically functional right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, no Okay. Basically no seats um in the whole thing, so it's pretty much you know ripped ripped out, but we're able to make it make it work for us while we're traveling. Yeah, but we have plans to fully convert it and make it comfy and cozy. Yeah. Uh home away from home slash mobile studio. Yeah, so it's slowly <laughs> happening like I, like I said. Wait. So this is like a the shuttle bus like you'd take at the airport? Yeah, it's actually a Central Oregon, one of their city buses from here. So it actually didn't didn't come from far away. Yeah. So nice. Yeah, shuttling plays people across town. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well that's yeah. that's uh I'm I'm smiling because there aren't very many people for whom going to a shuttle bus would be a gas mileage upgrade. <laughs> double i get double <laughs> what i used to it's not fantastic but it's better than the tidy house oh god <laughs> yeah plus when i when i interviewed you christian about about moving your tiny house i think for the revised tiny house uh tiny house decisions you were talking you basically were like yeah towing the tiny house i'm basically like checking the mirrors all the time basically white knuckling it like 
wherever you're going. And so now maybe you can be a little bit more relaxed while you drive. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. I, um, I definitely <clears throat> drive like a grandpa when I'm in this thing. It's like, yeah. it's like driving a cat, big Cadillac. So it's just slow and yeah, it's, it's a lot easier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so home basing, I like that. Was that an original term or if you heard that in the <laughs> tiny house movement before? Uh, good question. I'll get it. I'll own it. Yeah. <laughs> she comes yeah. up with stuff a lot. Yeah. I like it. Home basing copyrighted tiny house expedition, <laughs> 2021. Um, so you, you kind of mentioned that you were looking for more of a home base and feeling connection to, to one place. What are some, is there anything that, that you were kind of surprised by or that you, you weren't expecting about being in one place that, that you're either pleasantly surprised about or, or like, ah, oh, I kind of miss being on the road all the time. Good, good question. We do get the travel itch sometimes, but I just love discovering new places in our town. Mm-hmm. I've really enjoyed exploring and in ways that maybe when we, when we traveled with the tiny house, you know, we'd get a taste of a place, but we didn't really get the in-depth stuff. And I just find there's, there's so much to, to learn about this place and people to meet and having friends that you don't have to say goodbye to all the time. is kind of nice too. You know, we're so fortunate in the nomad community to have so many great friends, but you don't get to see them that often. (laughs) Right. Right. That's been a, a, a pleasant thing is to, call up a new friend uh, and say, Hey, you want to meet next Friday? And they're like, yeah, I'm in this town actually still with you. <laughs> so that's I live here. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Christian? Yeah. I, 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 I like being able to, I don't know, more, find out more about the town, you know, just being, being able to explore some of the restaurants and bars and things like that more. I mean, it's been hard this past year, but <laughs> <laughs> but um, that's slowly happening now. So yeah, so it, and you know, to be able to get on the bike and bike or one of our bicycles and ride around and explore that way too is 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 really great. But probably the best bit. I mean, <laughs> okay, friends are probably the best. But besides friends, we live really close to. A ski resort so we snowboard yeah. all winter long yeah oh nice yeah. it's pretty dope that sounds great that sounds great and uh I've, I've heard there are some good mountains there in central oregon yeah totally yeah come yeah, on down have, yeah <laughs> <laughs> well i mean there's pretty good skiing here in vermont so it's hard to leave but it's one of the reasons that i live here yeah well and it's one of the reasons respect for that yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice so one thing that I that I've been curious about, um, and you're the perfect people to ask, is you know your tiny house as well as mine were were built before Appendix Q, before before there was really much legal regulations, and and now the legalization efforts around the country are you know kind of honing in on okay your tiny house has to be built to to a standard and maybe certified in order to be legally resided in. How has that, has that affected your ability to find park or did that affect your ability to find parking and has it been an issue at all? You know, it hasn't been an issue for us in 
our many years of living tiny, there's one RV park that turned us away like three years ago in Portland of all places, which is one of the, the most tiny friendly places now. Yeah. And we ended up just going to a park down the street. It's one of those things. Like if we were certified, we would have appealed it, but we didn't. Mm -hmm. Um, But beyond that, you know, I think we just are very open and honest with potential hosts. Like we have this great family that hosts us now. And, you know, we uh, tell them, you know, what our situation is, if there's a gray zone, you know, that we need to inform the neighbors and what the potential risks are. And, you know, if they're comfortable with that. And, and I I think that's gone a a long way Mm -hmm. for us personally. You know, down the road, we might actually be able to get a permit for our, our tiny house in the not too distant future, which is kind of crazy. We'll see. That's fantastic. Yeah. And is that something that's developing in Oregon? Yes, there's there's a lot of action in Oregon, but we may be hoping to get some property. Ah. And in the county, you can permit an RV for like six months stays at a time. Okay. Still investigating this. So far, I haven't found that you can't just renew after the six months is up. And I'm not seeing any requirements besides the registration. So still investigating. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Nice. Well, that that is the dream to have some property. I guess if you have to move, you could move into the shuttle bus for the other six months and then and then back to the <laughs> house. <laughs> a workaround. I like the workaround. <laughs> yes. There's always a workaround. <laughs> Well, um, the, the, I would say the thing that kind of tipped me over to like inviting you back on the show, not that I wouldn't have wanted you back on the show before because as much has happened, um, is just, uh, is your new book, um, which is called the beginner's guide to tiny houses, what you need to know about 400 square foot living. Um, tell me the story of this book. How did this, how did this happen? Good question. <laughs> so we uh, very fortunately got contacted by the publisher, I think at the end of last year. And the way this publisher works, they do a lot of data research about what people are interested in. Uh-huh. Um, and then they look for people who can write about it, which is great. And a benefit for us is they often work with a lot of first time authors because they're looking for subject matter experts. Right. I guess we can uh, humbly call ourselves that. <laughs> yes, we are I, those. I confirm. You don't even have to be humble. Well, thank you so much. Uh, so that was that was the how it how it got going, and they had a general outline in mind, and we made suggestions of editing that and and things to things to cut, and uh, then dedicated a pretty good chunk of well, actually only an eight week chunk of the winter writing the book. It was a pretty yeah. quick turnaround. That's yeah, that is impressively fast um, yeah. to to talk to the publisher and write something and then be. I I've kind of received a digital copy as a as a preview. I've I've gotten to see it and I'm really excited about it. When will this be something that that our listeners can go out and you know buy at their local bookstore? Yeah, great question. So August 31st, it goes on sale. On Amazon, get a hard copy or a paper copy. The Kindle cool. edition is now available. And then soon after that, it should be hitting bookstores. So yeah, so stay tuned. Um, 
you know, please uh, go oh, pre-order yeah, a book. Pre-order it, yeah. yeah. Okay. So you can pre-order it now. Yep. And reserve your copy. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So who is the kind of intended audience for the book? Well, it truly really is meant for the, for the beginner. Mm-hmm. Someone who's considering tiny living, uh, is curious about whether it could be a good fit for them or not. They're the ideal person. But I have to say, we've been really delighted this week. Some of our early reviews are coming in. Mm-hmm. We've had, I think, three or four people who already live tiny, who've read the book. Mm-hmm. And one lady said, you know, I, w- I read this book to see what, what I miss basically. <laughs> Are there things that I didn't know much about? And she said, yeah, actually I learned a lot of new things in this book. And so that was really fantastic. Yeah. And so I love that people who aren't beginners can get something out of it uh, because we don't just explore movable tiny houses. We explore stationary tiny houses mm-hmm. and get into some legal stuff and downsizing tips. And, and Lord knows, I think even if you live tiny, like Always be downsizing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Always be downsizing. For sure. So, I, yeah, that's... It, it is... Um, I agree with the reviews. I, I enjoyed looking through it, and um, I'm excited for you. I think that it's going to help people out. Yeah, that's thanks. That's the goal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. Cool. I'll tell you, the hardest part of the book for us was figuring out the questionnaire and uh, chapter two, it's basically like a long form quiz. Yeah, that took forever, didn't it? Oh, so tough. Yeah. Is tiny living right for you? You're like, okay, what are the questions, the appropriate questions to ask? Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. that's one thing to get to the essential because you don't want to be, you want to be super inclusive because tiny living's right for everybody, all kinds of people. Mm-hmm. But there's different forms of tiny living. There's different ways of getting there. So that was a real head scratcher. Yeah. For a while. No, yeah. it's 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 really cool. I I've been I didn't take it before our interview, but now I kind of want to to see if tiny living's right for me. But like <laughs> I, I it's cool because like the way you do it is that you know you've got this pretty lengthy quiz. What is it like twenty questions, twenty five questions? Something like that. And then your answers are worth points and like the basically like the lower your score is the more tiny you are the the more (laughs) ideally tiny you are basically yeah yeah we and we we thought about that too it was about the point system on it yeah like the smaller should be the smaller right yeah let's do it that way yeah (laughs) you're like that that feels right but and then it's like is tiny living right for you right now is kind of the thing it's like you don't want to roll it out for anybody but we're firm believers in that tiny living is often right for a season of your life. Uh-huh. Some people make it a long-term thing and make it multiple seasons of their life. But so that, that's something to, to think about too is, you know, and, and some people beyond the seasonal aspect of it, you know, we get caught up in the fantasy, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. We love the pretty pictures of tiny homes. Who does it? We right. do. I get suckered by that stuff all the time. <laughs> but where do they keep their dirty laundry? I mean, you yeah. gotta get nitty gritty. Yeah. Yeah. Have you speaking of which, so since you've been home basing now for, for two years, um, have you found that you've accumulated more stuff? Good question. Um, yes, we have. <laughs> <laughs> 
because as of now we've got what is it like three e-bikes and two paddle boards and a handful of other mostly adventure stuff yeah (laughs) yeah a couple of things to go tubing down the river (laughs) um yeah so yeah it's yeah we've definitely accumulated stuff yeah it's always the gear always the gear always the gear and our house is so small we never you know we didn't plan for those things we didn't plan for that gear right so we've managed we've managed to put you know our host actually has a shed that we use for those things so it helps yeah yeah sometimes i think that the like the ideal tiny house for me and it sounds like for you too is like the tiny house that is that i already have plus like a really big garage yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like bicycles and skis and woodworking and like all that stuff. Exactly. Yeah, we've, I've, uh, you know, in our property search, I've, I've put the, the dream is to find something with just a garage on. It. <laughs> right, right. Forget the house. Yeah. Just send pictures of the garage. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. Well, that's like. Have you heard of the like the barn dominium kind of trend? I've I just heard about these recently. I'm like, that's brilliant. It's like you build a giant barn and then you build a tiny house inside of it, and then the rest of it is barn or garage. I love those. Yeah. yeah. They're yeah, that's great. So cute. I'm like, I would want some soundproofing in the tiny house uh, walls, you know. <laughs> yeah, totally. So in terms of of tiny house expedition, like that your YouTube channel, your, your online business. What have you been working on there other than the book, obviously? Oh, a ton. Um, this has been such an exciting uh, period for us the last couple of years, man, it runs together, but of, of new projects and expansion. So our tiny house expedition videos are now on YouTube and mm-hmm. on this great streaming channel uh, slash app called SHG living. Okay. And it's like, um, HGTV, but it's free, free, uh, subscription. They curate an incredible amount of DIY home and garden content. Nice. So that's been fun to be a part of. And they, as they expand in the future, we might get to do, um, an exclusive show for them. So that'd be, that'd be super fun. That'd be awesome. <laughs> nice. And in addition to that, Thanks to our great friends and tiny house movement legends, Andrew and Gabriella Morrison, we now run Tiny House Build and tinyhouseplans.com. Amazing. I cannot imagine running three websites. <laughs> One is like enough for me. Yeah. There's a lot of questions. A lot, a lot of questions. I feel you. I've been, we've been so thrilled that we hired a, a virtual assistant. Well, she's more, yeah. I feel like virtual assistant isn't enough for her. I need a new term, but she's helped us with tiny house plans. Some, some work around that, which is great. Cause it's like, you want to do it justice and it's, it's a lot for, you know, us. <laughs> totally. Totally. And, and how, how is tiny house plans going? I mean, I feel like people are so interested in, in custom plans. If they're DIYing their tiny house, are, are people still buying like pre-made plans? They, they really are. There's been like, it's been interesting in the pandemic, kind of some ebbs and flows. Yeah. It's been, yeah, it's been really funny. I feel like some people in the beginning of the pandemic, well, maybe a little after the beginning of the pandemic, 
pulled the trigger. Yeah. They pulled the trigger on on doing their tiny house. So they bought bought plans and started pushing forward. And there's been other times where like as the news has gotten worse, I feel like people pull back. And this is just yeah. our story we're making up about it. <laughs> right. But it's just, you know, there's so much happening in the world. But we're thrilled as we have two new sets of plans from contributing designers. <laughs> One's called <laughs> Tiny House. It's like T-Y-N-Y House. Yep. Architectural Tiny House from Australia. Okay. Beautiful design with this epic picture uh, window that's like basically oh, an yeah. entire wall. It's like the whole end of the house. It's really, really cool. Very modern. Yeah but still cozy. And the other is called H2H two bedroom tiny house. What makes this super special is yeah, it has two bedrooms, but they're both accessed by stairs and they both have doors. So (laughs) (laughs) very different. If you got kids, you know, think (laughs) about doors. (laughs) They need doors. You need doors. (laughs) That's awesome. And, and, and that one, of course, was designed by this wonderful single mom. Well, she's no longer single, but... Um, single mom. Sh- yeah. <laughs> uh, um, Shalina, gosh, her last name just popped on my head. It will come to me. I'm sorry, Shalina. She's amazing. And she was in a big life transition. And she was trying to figure out something for her and her daughter. And she has background in design and came up with a stunning home. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I, I looked It's Shalina Kessman. Thank you. And we'll, uh, we'll link to both of these plan sets, um, from the show notes page, which I'll, you know, I'll tell people after we're done recording. Um, Ooh. so people can find the, the H, the H2H and the tiny. I know it's tiny, but I like saying tiny. <laughs> Perfect. Thank that's, you. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Of course. Well, that's, that's all fantastic. I, I was, I was also just thinking, you know, can you talk about, are you still involved with um, Thea? Yeah. So Thea, Tiny Home Industry Association. Mm -hmm. I sit on the board. He's board adjacent. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. And I'm part of the communications committee. And for a while I was communications director, which was a volunteer position. And was really trying to get some big initiatives underway. I've gratefully passed the baton of a lot of the big efforts to Lindsay Wood Mm -hmm. from Experience Tiny Homes. And she's the first paid employee, which is fantastic. And that means our professional association is taking it up to the next level. But one of the things I'm helping launch right now soon is a new website uh, for Thea, which I'm really excited about. That's great. Yeah. And Thea's website has always been like a great resource in terms of just wanting to figure out, Hey, what are the laws in my state? You can just go there and find out. Yeah. Thank you. We've had some really great contributors in the past and we're excited to improve that offering and to make it more searchable and user-friendly for folks. And, you know, it's been you know, we, we've been advocates for a long time, so it's been fun to help rally um, behind some big efforts because there's a lot of advocacy coming. You know, Dan Fitzpatrick is the man out there. And, and besides things that he does 
that he leads personally, we are partnered with a lot, a lot of local groups and yep. try to give them the tools they need to be effective in their home turf. Totally. Well, maybe, um, I know there's been some big news. I think the last big, big splash that I saw was Maine. Um, could you, could you give us a rundown maybe of like what, what exciting tiny house legalization things have happened like this year in, in 2021? Yeah, it's been a big year. Um, and I like, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm interrupting. Cause like, I'm just like, you are an encyclopedia. It's true. I'm just like, I'm just like <laughs> kind of grilling you here. I hope you don't mind, but yeah. Tell me about the things that have, ex- that are exciting that have happened in 2021. No problem. Uh, yeah. happy to do it. And- <laughs> This is why I have so many facts in my head sometimes. That's why I forget people's like parts of people's names. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, 2021 legalization victories. Number one, the main state bill. This is huge. It says that a movable tiny home, a tiny house on wheels can be allowed anywhere a single family home is allowed or an ADU, foundation-based ADU. Now, that doesn't mean you you can put them wherever you want starting today, but what it does do is it takes a lot of the work out for the local municipalities who all are like, what do I do with tiny houses? Well, now you can say the state told you what you can do with them. So why don't we just hurry this up? And what's great is there are already a couple cities who said, okay, great. Thanks, state. We're we're doing it. And so that's, I think we're going to see more of that there. And that's Huge. That, I mean, because expediting, that's what we need. And that's what I love about that. Portland, Oregon has been known as tiny friendly for a long time. But what people might not realize is for the last couple of years, it's been a very temporary thing. There was an emerging ha- emergency housing ordinance that said tiny houses and RVs could be on private property with these minimal restrictions, but it was going to sunset this year. And advocates, you know, Cole Peterson was a big one, helped to rally some support. We submitted testimony. And now you can get an RV or tiny house on wheels permitted on a private property with very minimal restrictions. Like you don't even have to be certified. They say, yeah, hook up the sewer if you have a bathroom. If not, you can use the main house. But they also said, we know it's expensive. So here's a grant program for some people who might struggle to pay that few thousand dollar bill. So that's so, so epic. Um, and because of what they did is they finally, some people got wise and they said, okay, if we're going to talk the talk about having more shelter and housing options, then why don't we make it as easy as possible? And that's what I love about this. And Oakland, California is looking to follow in their footsteps um, with something very similar. Yeah, that's fantastic. That's I haven't been in Portland obviously since since the pandemic started, but you know, those cities on the West Coast that have temperate climates also tend to have just so many problems with homelessness and it it is wonderful to see cities like actually starting to try to make it easier for people to live in tiny houses. Not that that's the band-aid solution for everything, but it it certainly can Take the pressure off. Yeah, we completely agree. I mean, it's we're just pro option. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. period. You know, one of our favorite nonprofits in the movement, Square One Villages, they just opened a new 
permanently affordable co-op tiny home village in Cottage Grove, Oregon. And this is a rural model to something they did in Eugene, which is a more urban uh, environment. Yeah. So they're, I just love them so much. They're like, okay, we, we see all these big problems in the sheltered housing continuum, and we're going to give you an example for each one. Yeah, they. Um, I had Amanda Dellinger on the show. Uh, it was a few months ago, um, and uh, they do community relations for Square One. And I just was blown away because I didn't really know how much they were doing. Um, it just like I feel like the idea of creating tiny houses like that in my mind it would be this like long slow process of like raising money and figuring out, and they're just like. Boom, boom, boom. Tiny, like tiny house village here. Another one over there. Like it's amazing. They're, they're amazing. Yeah, yeah, they are amazing. That's the word. And it helps that they're an organization that's been around for a long time. So, right. Right. you know, that, that helps a hell of a lot. Absolutely. And um, one thing during the pandemic, um, as it, as it should be, <laughs> should be anytime, but there's been an explosion of tiny home shelter villages and projects. Yeah. So that's great. And that's like nation nationwide. Yeah. And hopefully those won't just go away after the pandemic because they certainly are needed. Yeah, seriously. It's uh, the problem's not going, going away. And, and gosh, in so many places, the costs of housing has just, <laughs> has just gone up during this time. And, and that's a big thing. I think a lot of folks don't realize is that so easy to fall into homelessness, but it's very difficult to come out because, you know, there are programs, but they're limited. And if you don't, you don't qualify, or if you can't get in, you know, coming up with first months, last months and security, you know, that's, it's a tall order for anybody. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Well, is there any, any other um, exciting projects that you can let us in on that you're working on? Hmm. What can we let you in on? Um, <laughs> good question. Not too much. We got, well, <laughs> I get a couple little things. Um, one is we're about to go to a super fun event with our yeah. shuttle bus. Mm-hmm. You want to tell them about that? Mm-hmm. It's called, um, it's called gutted. Okay. It's, it's in Southern part of Colorado and the premise is it's like a couple of different things. I mean, it's, it's like going to an event, but the, the gutted part of it is they're taking, it's a competition where they're taking a bus an RV and a van and they're completely gutted. And they're going to have teams of, I think it's like six people that are going to build something over the five days, over the week inside each one of them and be judged on what they did. So they actually asked us to be part of it, to be in the competition. But I, I was like, I, I've, I'm not up for driving all that way. And then, you know, really working hard for five days, <laughs> right. As we get there, I want to go right. and hang out for once. You know? <laughs> Cause we've, all, we've worked almost every single show we've been to. So, Oh, we have worked every, but you know, we're going to go and we're going to be on a couple of panels and, and do some talks, but other I, than that, I like I enjoy doing that. Yeah, that'll be cool. fun. Cool. That yeah. sounds really fun. And it's it's open to the public. If anyone can make it to Southern Colorado, come yeah. out, do yoga, do workshops, learn about 
converting your rig or bring a tent, bring a car, whatever you got. Yep. Very cool. Very cool. Um, anything, anything else before, before I let you go? Well, one last thing is, uh, you may remember this documentary series called Living Tiny Legally. Yes. And we've been promising a part three. And of course, the pandemic slowed us down. Yeah. But I will say we purposely went really slow on this one because we want this to be all about implementation. So we want to show the permanent tiny homes and villages and, and backyards. So we're going to be doing some pretty key follow-ups uh, over the coming months, including Lake Dallas Tiny Home Village. Mm-hmm. And uh, so really stoked on that and, and a couple others. So I can't promise any dates, but like we're probably 2022. <laughs> right. The end of And all this, and in the meantime, you still put out a YouTube video every week somehow. Yeah. And right. every once in a while, we might throw one, throw one out on a Tuesday just for the hell of it. Just so. for the hell of it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm I'm amazed. I'm in awe of both of you, uh, and I just thank you for for all the work you're doing and and for coming back onto the Tiny House Lifestyle Podcast. Yeah. Thank yeah. you so much. Thanks for having us. Thank you so much to Alexis and Christian of Tiny House Expedition for being guests on the show today. You can find the show notes, including a link to the Beginner's Guide to Tiny Houses and the specific tiny house plans that we talked about at thetinyhouse.net slash 177. Again, that's thetinyhouse.net slash 177. Well, that's all for this week. I'm your host, Ethan Waldman, and I'll be back next week with another episode of the Tiny House Lifestyle Podcast.